ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Ted Smith and Steve Mix. You are now entering the Megacast. Oh, Ted. We are here, brother. Good to see you, my man. Yeah, man. Uh, we are uh, Spokane Trip Eve. Yeah. This, this is our last podcast before we go to Spokane, so if you never hear from us again, that is why. Yeah, we, we were in Spokane. We I also never think, came back. I also think it's funny, like, it's like the trip, kind of Eve. It's weird. It's like tomorrow, like, we're at your house. Yeah. So that's not part of the trip for mm-hmm. you, but it's part of the trip for me. We'll go get sushi. Yeah. I'll hammer down some beers. Yeah. Uh, my wife and I were talking. Uh, we're thinking about going to a different sushi place. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. All right. It's our new joint. All right. And it's not all you can eat, but then again, But when we fine. went with her, I don't think it ever was, was it? And, we, you know, it, it's hard to do all you can eat with just two guys. You don't really get to enjoy the full all you can eatage. You know what I mean? When you got like yeah. five, six deep of dudes, you're sharing plates, you're getting one or two of this roll, one or two of that roll. But when it's just two of us, it's like, oh boy, I'm full. Yeah. Last year when it was just me and you, like... That guy was real nice, but by the end there, it's like, I, I can't eat much more. No, no. And yeah. it's like, we got to get up the next day. And uh, the nice thing is, uh, I know you always hate the fact that we leave so early for uh, Spokane on Friday. Because, long story short, we take a party bus. Shout out to Levi, Pro, uh, Levi, Levi Lion and Lion Pride uh, <laughs> party buses. And more often than not, we plan on leaving at eight in the morning because to round up all the cats uh, and, and the guys and the donkeys. It's it, it takes us forever. We don't actually get on the road until like nine thirty ish or so. Yeah. So our game isn't until seven fifteen in Spokane. So Ted, we're gonna set it up so that we get picked up at nine as opposed to eight. Oh, and they're picking us up now. Oh, they always do. I thought we drove. No, that's mm-hmm. right. They picked us up and then we went over there. That's right. All right. Ted and Steve get picked up first. Ooh, nice little extra hour. Extra hour of sleep. Yeah. A little more rest. Plus, you know, in the morning, I'll be like, Steve, can we go to Starbucks? I need a coffee. We might have to do that. So yeah. we might have to get up at the same time. All right. Or we have the party bus go through the Starbucks drive through You know, I don't think that's the worst thing. Well, we could pull into the parking lot. Yeah, it's almost... That, a, just it, not that one by your house. That thing is so crowded. It's so slow. It's the worst. <laughs> it's the worst Starbucks. I love Star- that. It's funny, right? Because I live downtown. Mm-hmm. But Starbucks out in the suburbs mm-hmm. are unbelievable. Yeah. They're just so crowded. Packed. Yeah. All the time. Yeah, and, and the one by us, I'm pretty sure they are uh, employed by turtles, uh, because mm. they're so freaking slow. Do you fear them? Uh, that's my turtle impression. <laughs> I was doing more of a fear the turtle terps thing, bro. I uh, <laughs> I'm ready off the rails. But, but you, but you are right. That is how the turtle sounds. We went <clears> to the <throat> Rhine House in Tacoma. Oh, uh, nice! That's a great bar. Oh man, and they got the big ass pretzels. Yeah, man. I weirded out some guy. He showed up. And he was wearing a Maryland pullover windbreaker. Nice. So I look and go go terps. He's like, from Maryland? No, my friend is. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you've been to more bowl games than he had. You're right. Yeah. And then I'm like, M A R Y L A N D, Maryland. Well, win. <laughs> and then security escorted me out of the restaurant. No, I'm kidding. That'd be awesome. You got thrown out for singing the Maryland fight song. Like, you from Maryland? Because that's always my reaction, too. Are you from Maryland? Yeah. It's always fun when I'm, I'm with, with BJ. Because, you know, BJ is uh, from Boston, huge uh, Red Sox fan. Right. I don't think it still registers in BJ's head that there's a lot of uh, fair weather, 
Red Sox fans, people who have never never lived in Boston, or maybe not even really a Red Sox fan, just own the hat because they're the cool team to own a hat for. Sure. So we'll be going somewhere. He'll see someone with a Sox hat. He'll be like, hey, go Sox! And they just kind of give him a look like, uh, what? <laughs> yeah, there's too many of them. Mm-hmm. See, like with the Maryland people, we have a terrible football program. Right. So like they, people just assume if you were saying go Terps, like you must have either gone there or you're from there. And like, nobody no. randomly jumps on the bandwagon for Terps. Right. My favorite college football team is the Maryland <laughs> football team. And I never went to Maryland. I don't know. You know, I, I, I probably have stepped foot in Maryland once or twice in my entire life. I don't think we've had more than six wins in like the last six years. Well, because my friend Ted loves Maryland. And yeah. my best friend, they're now my favorite team. Yeah, I mean, I'll cheer for the devil sometimes. I appreciate you. Yeah. I'll cheer, uh, sometimes, reluctantly, but I will cheer for the Capitals. Well, don't worry. I mean, you know, I mean, we're getting to that time of year, right? I know. Should we get excited about the Caps so they can break your heart again? <laughs> How about the Devils actually making a good run for the playoff spot? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, why don't we get things going? Let's get the heart racing. Oh, just as a heads up, I might sound funny. Um, I'm having a very hard time talking. I bit the living crap out of my tongue. I already bit it once, and then I bit it more aggressively this morning. Was it during the show? Before. I was eating. Where were you eating? Tell me it was something fun, like a donut. No, it was like a wrapped tortilla banana with peanut butter and jelly in it. Oh, yeah. I can't believe that's a thing now. I used yeah. to eat those years ago. My and wife now, makes them for me. I, yeah. I just I used to call them the peanut butter bombs or something. And they're now so it's good. Yeah, now I can't believe it's like a thing. It's it, They're so good, and this will make you understand why my mouth hurts as bad as it does to illustrate how much pain I'm in. Bit it, killed. It hurt so bad. It just, uh, right? And then I couldn't finish my damn peanut butter, uh, banana, and jelly bomb thing. Ugh. So, and then in such anger, like, I'm like looking at it, and it's still half left. And I'm, I, I was eating as I was driving. And I'm like, ah, I'm so mad. This hurts. And now I got this thing in my hand and I can't even eat it. So I just rolled my window and threw it out the car. <laughs> Biodegradable. Yeah, a bird will like it. Yeah, that's fine. Maybe a skunk. <laughs> Why a skunk? I don't, I don't know. Sorry. I have no idea where that came from. So if I sound funny, if every once in a while things sound kind of lispy, that's the reason. I'm trying to figure out anything to fix it. I did the salt thing. All right, I got to ask. Is it yeah. on the tongue or on the side of the cheek? It's like right under, kind of underneath the tongue on the side. Oh, so it's like it scrapes against the teeth. Well, the good news is that'll only bug you for the next three or four days. I know, right? Sure, you won't feel it when you put your mouthpiece in. I don't put a mouthpiece in when I play hockey. You don't? No. Now watch, I'm going to lose my teeth at the game. (laughs) You said that so confidently. No. No. Why would I do that? With a giant puck coming at my face. I mean, I guess it's true. You do have the damn uh, mask on. Uh, So I'm, I'm, I'm on the hunt for something called watermelon frost. Is this a Gatorade flavor? No, I wish it was. Oh. <laughs> I was like, it's, I mean, that seems like a Gatorade flavor. It's only sold at like those, like, at, at, like an Asian grocery store. All right. So like H Mart, I would imagine, has it. It's either what, a spray. What's that one? Wajamaya? I'm going to go down to the International District after the podcast to see if I can find it. That grocery store is awesome. Maybe I'll have it there. I'm going to try a couple places. Um, but what is it, like a spray? Or uh, a powder. And it's funny, I read all these reviews because what happens is a lot of times if I bite my tongue or whatever, I instantly get a canker sore. So I'm like yeah. looking for, and, and I, I found this Reddit thread of canker sore remedies. Mm. And everyone's talking about this watermelon frost, and everyone keeps writing, I have no idea what this thing is really for. I can't read any of the writing on the, the packaging, but it works like a miracle drug. So I'm on, <laughs> I'm on the hunt for 
<laughs> watermelon frost. It still sounds like you're just going to get Gatorade. It sounds like a delicious icy. Yeah, I will say though, they, they've got to have it down there, at Wajamaya. Yeah, I mean they got live blue crabs down there. You know, maybe I'll just go straight there. I was going to try some other place because it had the word dong in it. All right. What, what's the name of that place I was going to go? It's uh, <laughs> it's called New and Dong. Oh, New and Dong. And I wanted to get a picture of me with like the dong over my head. <laughs> I got a dong on my head. I, I get, I get it, Steve. I'm 13, Ted. Yeah, maybe it's a skunk. <laughs> Could be. All right. Why don't we get our push-ups in to get the blood race and the heart, the heart pump and the blood racing in the brain functioning? I grabbed some random uh, song off of uh, off of our production thing that we're only allowed to work with. Music That's right. Wise. No more music. So I just typed in nasty EDM. Ooh. And this is what came up. Oh, filthy EDM. That's what I looked up. Alright. Yeah. Let's get 10, Mega Family. This feels a little more 80-ish. Sounds very cheesy. I thought it was just going to be like a nasty beat. Like, oh no, the lyrics are filthy. Let's get filthy. Hey, uh, make sure you follow us on Snapchat at I'm Steve Miggs because maybe we'll post some snaps while we're in uh, Spokane. We always get a few in. Yeah, we get one or two in. Yeah. And then we forget. Yeah, we got some in on the bus and then it's like, we forgot to snap. Like, son of a bitch. What were we thinking? Girl, come on, girl, come on. I think I already Ted talked a little bit about this. I'm just doing a continuation because I've actually followed through on this one a little bit. Uh, you know, I think I talked about adding stuff in instead of always worrying about taking, you know, like it's easy to kind of cut stuff out. It's not easy to cut stuff out of your life, but it's right. always like, oh, if it's a diet or exercise, well, you know, I got to cut out this, got to cut out that. So I've been hearing and reading a lot more about just adding stuff in. So just small changes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And stuff like, Steve, you're in great shape right now, so you probably don't even think about it. But just little tiny things, like just trying to eat five pieces of fruit a day. Five pieces of food? Fruit. Oh, fruit. Like just tiny things like that. Uh-huh. Like, you know what I mean? Like I've I just been trying to like simply like kind of sneak them in, and you realize like it's kind of, it can be kind of tough. But it's like it's like these small changes that'll build by the time it's summertime, it'll seem much easier. Then it becomes a routine. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to change the eating routine. Yeah. Like, I was proud of myself. Yesterday, I got one of those uh, turkey melts over at TJ's Deli downstairs. All right. I said, this time, I'm not getting two egg rolls. Oh, man. People love their egg rolls. They're so freaking good. All right. I've never had one, but I'm amazed how many times I'm down there. It's Asian crack, man. And people are like, are you out of the egg roll? I was down there the other day, and the guy goes, you only have four. I need five. (laughs) I I was like... All right. I thought I was going a little hardcore when I get two. But I'm dead serious. Like, I know people that just go, like, I, all right, I got to get one of these egg rolls. Dude, they're legit really right. good. Like, they're crispy. 
but they don't taste like they've been sitting in a heat lamp all day. Yeah. Like, I've had those before where I went to some deli right by Evolve Fitness at the gym where I'm training for my big wrestling match, which I'm sure we'll talk about in a little bit. Yeah. Um, but uh, I went there, and it was, like, rubbery, and it, you could tell, like, that thing has been cooking for about 12 hours on that heat lamp, maybe yeah. longer. Maybe it was there yesterday. Maybe it was there last week. I don't know. But, yeah, those egg rolls at TJ's Deli here in our new building. <sighs> Better than the ones over at Alfie's at the old building? Oh, it's not even a comparison. Did you ever see that hot food section? Oh, my God. That was so depressing. It was so random, too. I have gotten a few corn dogs from that one, though. Yeah, I got a corn. It was just always weird. And Alfie's is a great bodega corner store. I mean, it's got everything you could need. But their hot food section would always just be like a few pieces of fried chicken, mm-hmm. a couple corn dogs. Yeah. Like, it was never like a large amount of anything. It was almost like, oh, you know what? Screw it. Today, we'll cook these. Let's see what happens. Yeah. But the egg rolls, huh? Real good. All right. All right, Ted, why don't we take a quick break? When I'm we excited, come back? by the way, I got to say, I don't know why. Maybe because, like, I brunch sometimes, but uh-huh. one of the things I'm most excited about Spokane, hopefully, is, like, either after a game or before a game. I love going to that bar and getting that Red big... Red Lion. No, no, no. The one we get breakfast at. Oh. And you can get the beers and the football glasses. Is that, like, the swinging door? Yes. We got to go there. Yeah, man. Swinging door, Red Lion, and it was somewhere else. I'm not going to Quiznos and getting a lobster roll, I'll tell you that much. No, sir. No, sir. That one's out. I feel like those are the two places we always go, but is yeah. there another place? One year we went to Chili's. <laughs> yeah, we did. <laughs> we wanted them baby back, baby back. Was that the time when we went, I ordered the wings, you ordered the nachos, and both of us collectively took a half a bite out of each of our plates? No, that was at the Red Lion. Oh. Was it? Yes. Oh, I thought that was at Chili's, and we walked down, went to the bus, and left all our food for everyone. No, at Chili's, we actually ate, because it was the middle of the day. Red okay. Lion, we have a bad habit of going in there already drunk, ordering a bunch of food, and be like, yeah, I don't really want it. Let's go party. Oh, I can't wait. Spokane this weekend. Let's take a quick break, and I want to tell you about my experience getting on into the action at 321 Battle. Yeah, and I heard this morning you didn't even tell your parents. I didn't. <laughs> when the mega cast. <laughs> My dad was not happy with me. Oh, I heard the segment, Steve. <laughs> the Mega Cash will be back. Ted and Steve need a moment to play rock, paper, scissors. The Mega Cast will return. Jesus H. Christ, the Forgiver, Son of God, versus Peter, the Hopper, the Stumper, the Thumping Machine, Cotton Tail, see Jesus take one cup of beer and a hot dog, and feed the entire stadium, look for Peter's chocolate balls, winner takes the basket, don't miss the hopping, the healing, the eggs, the rock moving, competing for Easter bragging rights, it's the Resurrection Smackdown, Sunday, Sunday, we'll sell you the whole seat, but you'll only need the eggs. Oh snap, get the glow sticks out. Ted and Steve are ready to give back rubs. The Metacast is back. Oh yeah, let's get ready Ted. Oh yeah. Let's listen to some generic EDM. Oh, that is the one problem with EDM. That is generic EDM, but like, 
Would people know? No. I always like, go back and forth. Like, seeing Diplo was one of the best shows I've ever seen. But I, I, I don't know that I could tell the huge difference. <laughs> it's so true, though. Uh, let's see. I got this. Okay. All right. I got a gift for you, Ted. All Just, right. Uh, as you know, I've told you, now the cat's out of the bag, I'm going to be making my wrestling debut at Battle Mania on April 20th. Mm-hmm. Showbox uh, Market. Showbox Market. Tickets are available now. Just go to AXS.com or find my blog at KSW.com. Uh, you can read all about it. It's funny. One of the guys I'm going to be wrestling, one of the main guys that I've had an issue with, that's Sage from uh, the Hellfire Club. Mm-hmm. I just saw that he shared it on his Facebook page. He says, oh, look, Steve blogged about him wrestling us. Blogging is for losers. Yeah, so is Sage. Yeah. I mean, it's a, you just throw it in the dressing, but can you tell there's Sage in it? It's a bad <laughs> spice, bro. Whatever it's your last name. <laughs> so I'm excited, obviously. You've known and I've talked about it on this podcast for like probably about eight months now. I've been training and hoping that one day, well, not really hoping. I've just been enjoying the whole training and learning about how to wrestle. And it was always like my goal was maybe one day I'll be used in some kind of a moment where they beat me up. That would be awesome. Yeah. Never thought that I'd have an opportunity to actually be in a wrestling match. And that's what's going to be happening on April 20th. Um, so I have a gift for you. All right. You have one of the very first ones. Now, unfortunately, it was printed the wrong size, but luckily I think these are um, these shrink. So I know you're an XL. Oh. Uh, but it's a two accent, so shrinky kind of shirts. But you nice. have one of the very first oh. MIGs. <laughs> Sorry, I was cursed. <laughs> There that's you like go. your wrestling shirt. That's my wrestling shirt. That's the shirt I'm going to be wearing. That's the logo that's going to be on my tights. Yes, I'm wearing tights. Awesome. Can I rock it this weekend, too? Yeah. I'll break her in. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks, so, yeah. dude. Yeah, it's a radio tower and has MIGs written into it. I'm sure I'll be posting on, on social media at some point. You'll be able to see it. But, Let's uh, take a picture. Uh, we'll post it after the cast. Yeah. Yeah, I got it on my calendar already, too. Oh, good. And I got you a ticket already. So oh, you're nice. already taken care of. Uh, it's funny because I have all these people hitting me up. Other people here at work. Hey, uh, am I going to get an invite? I'm like, well, you see me on Facebook posting about it. Consider that your invite. And they're like, well, I mean, can you put me on a list? I'm like, no, I don't have a list. And they're like, yeah. Oh. And again, like, some people get like weird about that. It's like, well, don't you want me to see you and support you? I'm like, yeah, of course I do. But I also don't have any tickets. Like, I bought a ticket for my wife. I bought. Ted's ticket. I'm not asking, don't give me money. I'm buying it for you. I All right. That, that's my gift to you. Not, uh, in addition to getting to see me wrestle, that's a gift to everyone. Oh, it is. I bought tickets for my in-laws. Uh, I bought tickets for a couple of other buddies. Like I, But you bought them. Mm-hmm. Like legit, I went on the website and bought them and printed them. And because none of us have guest list passes, because it's not cheap to get the show box. Right. And it's a small, pro- I mean, like, no offense, but like 321 is not the WWE. Right. Right. Absolutely. And None of us got a plus one, even. Like, you know, the only person that gets in for free are us, the rest of the wrestlers. Right. So if we want to bring anybody, you got to buy a ticket. And so that's just how it is. And it's funny how some people get all butthurt about that. Like, hey, man, I'd love to have you there. I would love your support. But if you're mad at me because I can't give you a free ticket, then go F yourself. Yeah. Yeah. It's really that simple. Awesome. Well, I can't wait, man. I'm pumped to see it happen. Oh, bro. I'm so excited for you to be there. Uh, it's been an incredible experience, and I have the audio. I wanted to play it for everybody just to give you an idea of what happened. So to paint the picture, and you can go to my Twitter page, at I'm Steve Miggs. Uh, I have the video pinned to the top. So there's a moment during a match where a guy by the name of Sage, as we mm-hmm. just talked about, mm-hmm. was really being a little too aggressive with the bird, who's going to be one of my tag team partners. 
wouldn't let go of his submission hold. So I run in the ring and I pull his arm and then push him and then they surround me and then I get punched and then I announce that I'm going to wrestle at Battle Mania. And so I grabbed the audio of my big announcement and it was one of the greatest experiences of my entire life. I've never nice. felt such an adrenaline rush than being able to announce that I'm going to be wrestling in the match. And the best part about all this is I was just going to announce I'm going to be in the match. And then the crowd, the way they reacted, something got it. Like, it was weird. Like, I... You know, I, look, it's wrestling. I understand. It's not, this is, this is, everything is scripted or predetermined or pre planned. Obviously, I'm not trying to pull the wool over anyone's eyes, but th- there's a moment in that ring when I announce it that I truly feel like I am going to war with these four guys. Oh, yeah. And it's such a weird feeling, but it's such an incredible feeling because it adds such realism to the moment. So, here. Found me, uh, on April 20th, I found my third member of this team. No, I like how that guy. Oh! <laughs> like, the crowd was about to go crazy. Right. Thanks for spoiling it, guy. Who was that that uh, said you? A fan. Oh, he's on to me. All right. Yeah! <laughs> now I'm like, whoa, they want this. I just like what I what you sent it to me uh, last weekend. Yeah, like I know you well enough to know like that pitch in your voice. Like, oh, he's feeling it. Oh, and bro, he is pissed. I was not gonna say any of that. Like, oh, really? All I was gonna say is it's me, and then hope that there was gonna be applause or a <laughs> cheer or a yay, and then say, okay, oh, April twentieth, get your tickets. My team against the Hellfire Club, and then all of a sudden I hear it, and bro, I've never like, oh. <laughs> It overwhelmed me like to hear that kind of reaction. And then I'm just like, uh, you might be able to put your hands on me, but I'm going to put my hands on effing you. All right. I got to ask, are you worried about the adrenaline dump? Oh, I felt it that night. All right. I've never experienced that either, man. So yeah. you know it because you've boxed. Right. So there's that high of walking out and feeling the crowd and the adrenaline, the anticipation, the excitement. So, you know, obviously I know I'm going to go mix it up in the ring with these guys, right? So the entire night, I'm freaking out. Yes! I finally get in the ring. How about the night before? I would. I mean, you had your your blood had to be pumping, right? Yeah, yeah. I and mean, I guess it's a little bit different. Is you, you're not gonna. It got real when I got there because still at that time I had no idea exactly though what was going to happen in the ring until right. I got there that night, and they're like, "Okay, well we're gonna you're gonna get a double choke slam. Two guys are gonna pick you up and throw you down. You re- you cool with that? My response: I've never done a double choke slam. <laughs> I don't know what to do, right? Like, oh, you know, you've done back bumps and jumping back bumps. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm really, like, I feel really good about my my jumping back bump where, like, you basically walk to the center of the ring, you jump as high as you can and land on your back. Like, I get good air. All right. Like, I'm pretty proud of that one. Like, it's got, like, oddly enough, I never would have thought that would have been one of my better bumps, but it is. All right. Like, it's pretty much that, but now we're, we're going to torque you up even higher. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Should we practice it? <laughs> One of the guys with one of the world's worst but greatest logic goes, well, eh, what if we hurt you during practice? Then you're not going to be able to do it at the, during the show. If we're going to hurt you, we might as well hurt you during the show. Hey, I mean, it's backwards, but I get where his head's at. Right. I look at him and I go, yeah, I can't argue that, that logic. You're right. Like, If I'm going to get hurt, I might as well get hurt in front of people than like, just during a practice run. So... 
you know, and I, I had it in my head. I kind of figured out how to do it. And we practiced, like, you know, you, you get ready, you plant, you do all this stuff. But man, oh man, dude, for that entire time, I thought I was going to pass out waiting for this to happen. Yes. Because all I'm thinking is, this is my way of selling that I'm going to be wrestling at Battle Mania. If I F this up, I'm going to be too embarrassed to share it. I'm going to be, you know, the guys in the locker room are going to look at me like, really? We're going to have this guy involved in our biggest show? You know, I, I, I take a lot of pride in, like, not embarrassing my trainer, the people that are back there, the other wrestlers. Like, I don't want them to think that I'm half-assing anything. So I'm like, I'm going in, and I'm going in aggressive. Yeah. And next thing you know, sure as that, I go all the way up in the air, and you can see the video. I slam down. The whole place goes nuts. I land on my shoulders, right? Looks like I landed on my neck or my head. And my first instinct, well, first I go black for a second because I was just jarred. Like, yeah. Whoa. This I is- mean, it's choreographed, but you're still getting slammed on the ring by two dudes. Right. I'm still going up probably eight feet, maybe seven feet in the air. And I'm yeah. landing on wood beams. Like, this is not a mattress that I'm la- I'm not landing on a crash pad. I'm landing on, like, something that does hurt. Yeah. So it's just a matter of landing in the right spot so it doesn't hurt a lot. So I land. I'm jarred. I'm like, whoa. Because I've never felt that kind of a impact. And then I'm like, all right, I feel everything. I didn't land on my head. Everything feels fine. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, now I'm selling, you know, then I'm getting beat up and kicked around. But apparently the whole locker room, like when I get back there, like they're all like, whoa, freaking out, having like, you know, that was incredible. Nice. Mix nailed it, right? A couple guys are like, oh, guys, you know, this is not like he's not the guy that does this a lot. He could be hurt right now. We don't know. <laughs> so then there's panic. <laughs> Get in the back. Everything's fine. I'm riding high on adrenaline. Of oh, course. now you're pumped. Yeah. EMT person checks me out because we have an EMT person. Yeah, yeah. Make sure I'm good. I'm like, I'm fine. I'm good. I'm alive. Like, this is great. I've never been better. My phone's blowing up with texts and Facebook messages and tweets and direct messages from all my friends. They're like, hey, man, I just watched that. Either they were there or they saw it on Twitch or whatever. I know it's wrestling, but are you okay? And I was like, yes. I'm like, I'm going to let them wait for a little minute. Even Kevin from Metal Shop's like, are you dead? <laughs> so I sent him a dead face emoji. <laughs> that was it. So now I'm like feeling good. You know, I'm feeling like the energy of all these like seasoned like wrestlers, like giving me lots of love. Like, bro, that was an incredible bump. That was great. Nice job. I'm like, yes. I still hadn't seen it at that point. Finally, I get to see it on the Twitch feed. And I'm like, Holy crap, I bet in half. I didn't know I bet in half. Until it looks awesome. Oh my God, it scared me when I watched it. And then the crash happens. The adrenaline, after about an oh. hour, now all of a sudden I'm like struggling to keep my eyes open. And I'm like, yeah. I'm like oh my gosh, I gotta go to bed. And I still gotta help tear down and clean up. And, you know, I, I'm, not that, I'm not the guy that leaves when the show ends. I stay around and tear apart everything and make sure everything's just as nice as it was before we started our show. But I'm struggling. And I look at one of my guys, one of the dudes, Benny, who, a B-boy, who's a wrestler that comes, flies in for these. And he's like, he was on Lucha Underground. He's incredible indie wrestler, right? Yeah. I'm like, say, how you doing? I'm like, oh, I'm crashing, man. And I'm like, I never felt this kind of crash before. And he looks at me and just shows me, he has a beer in his hand. He goes, that's why you drink this. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, damn it. I need a beer. Yeah. Seriously. I mean, that. It- was it like that for you? Yes. The adrenaline dump. <laughs> the adrenaline dump when when I go into that fight is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. I still say the best shower I've ever taken in my life. 
And it's weird, as I remember you and your wife coming backstage. You're like the, yeah. the only two people I saw, and you're like, you did great. But at that point, like I was riding high. Uh-huh. But yeah, if I hadn't like had a beer and like stuff that night, like I would have crashed very early because it's. I can't explain it to you, and this is going to sound bad, but Steve and I have experimented with some things before. Yes. But adrenaline is the purest like drug I've ever seen in my life. I, I, can't, I can't agree more. I've never felt more high and more alive. Yes. It's unbelievable. I mean, even talking about it right now, I'm almost mm-hmm. getting goosebumps. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I would. You know, if anyone can share like their moments, like tweet us, let us know. Like, I would love to hear people's stories of when they had that pure high of an adrenaline rush. I'd imagine like jumping out of a plane or bungee jumping. Jumping out of a plane, or honestly, I think it's part of the military. People don't want to talk about. But it's like, right, you've been in combat. You've been in firefights where your life is on danger. And, and Ted, I get it. Like, we've been in combat. <laughs> but that's what these guys struggle with alcohol addiction and stuff when they get home. Because it's like, how. How do you ever reach that that adrenaline that you had? That, you not don't. that it was fun, right? The stuff we did was fun, right? But either way, there's that scariness. Like, yeah, adrenaline's unbelievable, dude. It's insane. Yeah. So I don't even know what it's gonna be like at Battle Mania. I don't think I'm gonna be able. To, like, I, I, I told my wife, I'm like, I don't even know if I'm gonna come home that night. I might like either sleep at the gym or I might like just crash, you know, somewhere in Seattle, get a hotel, yeah. or sleep in the, here at the station, even for a couple of hours before I hit the road, because, you know, A, it's on a Friday night on April 20th. I have to work that morning. We don't have the day off. So I need to, and then we're going to start bringing, we have to move our wrestling ring to the show box, and everything Damn. starts at around noon. You know, it's a full process. Like, all the guys, like, we we wrestle, but we're also all behind the scenes. Like, you know what I yeah. mean? So it's a, it's a, it's quite the undertaking. <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> So by the time the night's over, and then we're gonna have an after party, you know, to celebrate, and, aka also a time for us to rebuild the ring and put it all back up and make the gym look good and all that kind of stuff. But like, I might not be done until like three, four in the morning. The idea of going home after that crash, it seems like a terrible idea. <laughs> yeah, I don't blame you. So I got to figure all that out. But man, oh man, I'm so excited. And speaking of wrestling, I I, I did want to play something. All right. Uh, I don't know. Are you watching Raw much these days? I'm not. I'm I'm back out of the loop. Sorry. Uh, you missed one of the greatest promos by Paul Heyman. So Paul Heyman, of course, is Brock Lesnar's advocate. Right. And the big WrestleMania match is going to be Paul Heyman taking on, not Paul Heyman, Brock Lesnar taking on Roman Reigns. So Roman was recently hurt by Brock. And so Paul wanted to illustrate how much tougher... Brock Lesnar is and Roman Reigns. All right. And he delivered what had to... Like, I was at the gym the other day watching Monday Night Raw, and as he gave this promo, I was just like, I rewound it three times. I'm like, that is just... I mean, the guy is so damn good on the microphone. (laughs) So here's Paul Heyman talking about how tough Brock Lesnar is. If Roman Reigns came down to the ring and beat Brock Lesnar within an inch of Brock Lesnar's life, if he ripped Brock Lesnar's legs off and beat Brock Lesnar into the ground... Week on Raw, Brock Lesnar would come down that aisle like King Kong on his knuckles, dragging the bloody stumps of his severed limbs behind him, propel himself into the ring, and put the Universal title down and say, Roman Reigns, be man enough to come and take this from me. God damn. (laughs) I do like Paul Heyman. Get more intense than Paul Heyman. He's been doing that forever, and he still finds ways to, to blow your mind. Yeah, does he write all that stuff on his own? You think? Oh yeah, no kidding. Oh, absolutely. That's awesome. Yeah, that guy is just—he's got the gift of gab. I wouldn't be surprised if he came up with that like moments before he went out there. Did you see that awkward interview with uh, Ronda Rousey? 
Oh, with Mike Golick? Yes. I think I have the audio, if I can remember it. Uh, yeah, this one right here. All right, before you play it, I have yes. to say, I think that is 100% on Rhonda. I agree. Yeah. I don't think she understood the pregnant pause. It was a very short pregnant pause, but there was a comma between him asking the question and in time, or whatever yeah. he said. So here, here, here's the audio, but I, I, I couldn't agree more. I think she was just on edge. I, I almost feel like, you know, she's... She this is who Rhonda is, though. Mm-hmm. She was not like, sorry, she wasn't very friendly when she won. And then when she lost, she didn't say a word to anybody and just disappeared. Right. So I think I think this is just kind of who she is. Let's go back and, and start with when you knew from the the MMA, when you were done there, when you when you knew in your mind, I'm not going to fight anymore. I never said that. Ah, so there is a possibility that you could go back in time? See, now, there's the part. Could go back in time, like in due time. Right. That's what he meant. Yeah. She thought he was talking about time travel. Right. Which is like... Well, and even to say that, like, I've never said that. Like, really? You fought once, at right? Would she fight once and got her ass beat? Mm -hmm. Like, you're not coming back. No. Right? Like, you made it... It's. Blatantly obvious you're switching to and good for you. wrestling. Right. Nobody cares. But I think that's a fair question on an actual sports station to say, hey, when did you know it was over in MMA? So here we go. Here's her response. In time? There's a possibility that I can go back in time. That's go, your question to me? Go back in time and, and, and fight. Go back in the octagon. I do not have the ability to go back in time, no. No. Would you fight again? I don't know. Go say no. Yeah. And then, did you see the other interview that she did? No. She was on some other uh, ESPN show, and uh, she was on First Take with uh, Max Kellerman. Oh, yeah. And so, he was just talking about how some people thought she was overrated, because after you know after her losses, people were like, oh, she's overrated, blah, 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 blah. He didn't mean it as he thought she was overrated. Like he, You could tell, like... As he goes on, I think he caught himself realizing, oh, man, it's probably coming off like I'm saying you're overrated, but I'm just saying, how did you feel when other people, sorry, yeah. uh, said that she was overrated? And here, here's how that went. You became such a big deal that when you lost, it's like the earth stopped spinning on its axis after your loss in the, w, in the UFC. There was a lot of talk. Well, she was overrated. She was this. She was that. And my point of view was at the time and remains that you achieved amazing heights. Almost no one wins forever. Everyone suffers setbacks. But there seemed to be like an unusual amount of negative pushback after your loss. Did you did you not experience that? I experienced a lot of people who quote some people that are really just afraid to state their own opinion. Do you think it's my opinion? No, that's not my opinion. I can tell you right now. It's not my opinion. I thought you achieved amazing things. I was and am, remain a big fan of your fighting and of you. That's not me saying some people meaning me. That is me saying I read and heard from others and defended you. Well, thank you for defending me. I appreciate that. (laughs) I mean, she had fathoms the E is for entertainment in WWE, right? Yeah. Right? She's already skipped an event. Like, yep. sorry, like, look, if Ronda Rousey really wants to talk about it, like, right, you defended your belt a bunch of times, but there also wasn't a ton of people in the division. Then you lost, and you lost again, and you left. Like, 
Sorry, people that are fight fans have a right to ask the question. Were you like, was she overrated? You know what I mean? Like Chuck Chuck Liddell had to get his ass whooped a bunch of times before the UFC said stop fighting. Yeah, like you know what I mean? Yeah, your your career has run its course. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, there's there's guys now. Like you know, I see Rashad Evans still once in a while with pot. Like Rashad, you've proven enough. You don't have to. I mean, you can make the argument for frickin' McGregor, right? Mm-hmm. He has these belts, but he's never had these titles. There's just certain things in fighting you kind of have to do. I mean, it happened to Rocky. Yeah, right? But damn, like, she is just so short with people. Yeah. And, I mean, let's be honest, the other thing, too, is I feel like the media took great care of her in the beginning. And this stuff kind of got pushed to the side. We kind of pushed aside the fact she married a white a woman abuser and never brought it up when Travis Brown. So like she's I didn't even know that. Yeah, because she's been kind of coddled. So now like these aren't even tough interviews. These are just regular sports shows asking you questions. And the guy even said, I'm the guy who defended you. And oh, Max Kellerman is one of the biggest fight fans in the world. And he's a big Ronda Rousey fan. Yes. And then probably in his head he's like, ah, son of a bitch, I just pissed off someone I'm a fan of. Oh man, that's rough. Let's take a quick break. When we yeah. come back, we have a couple people that uh, I- I've been holding these. We haven't had time to do them, but we have a couple people that wrote us wondering if they should be mad. All right. All right. When the Megacast. Whoa. When the Megacast returns. Look, some need to rest on the seventh day. Ted and Steve need to rest every 15 or so minutes. The Megacast will be back. This Sunday is Easter and April Fool's Day. It's both. Here are some tips to make your Easter April Fool's unforgettable. Do not hard boil your Easter eggs. Toss one to Aunt Edna and let the hilarity begin. Tell your kids to hunt for eggs, but don't hide any. Let them loose in the backyard and see how long it takes for them to realize the eggs were never hidden in the first place. Chocolate dip vegetables. Snap a photo and catch the look on their faces when they bite into those chocolate dipped carrots. Or better yet, tell them you woke up early and ate all the Easter candy. It's Easter. It's April Fool's. It's both. Brought to you by crying kids who take candy seriously and won't ever trust you again. I know you missed them. I personally don't give a shit if they come back. The Megacast is back. Wow. That sounds like uh, old Slick Rick, doesn't Uncle Ricky! Listen here, kids. Yeah. Yeah. Right? What's it? Story. Children's story. Children's story, yeah. That's a great record. Treat him like a prostitute. <laughs> Treat the girl. Wow, you're selling this. Eh? We should mix in some old school hip hop or rap this time. We should work in some slick Rick. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Treat him like a prostitute. Especially if the boys bring up bring some chicks back on the bus. <laughs> Let's make it awkward. Yeah. Well, we're good at that. Yeah. Hopefully nobody steals a purse. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we had some ladies pretty mad at us, even though it wasn't our fault. But that's a perfect segue into our segment called Should I Be Mad? All right, all right. It's an opportunity for people. It all started one time when I asked Ted if I should be mad about something that happened here at work, (coughs) and I needed Ted's advice. And then all of a sudden, we threw it out there for our mega family. If ever you have something going on in your world, and you're not sure if you should be mad, then hit us up. We'll tell you if you should be mad or not. Yeah. We're two reasonable, rational human beings. Generally. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> I sent some Ronda Rousey sarcasm. <laughs> so we got one from George and we got one from Sheila. 
All right. Which one would you like to hear? Let's hear George's first. All right, George. Oh, man. <laughs> I can't wait to hear what you have to say to this, Ted. He goes, subject, should I be mad? My, and just email either Ted or I, subject, should I be mad? And hopefully at some point we'll get to it. Hopefully we'll get to it quick enough so that way you can make a decision on whether or not you should be mad and it's not too late and your relationship's over. Uh, my girlfriend and I were in the middle of having sex when her phone rang. She stopped, looked at her phone and said, I have to take this call. After she got done with the call, I asked her, hey, who was that? She told me it was her ex-boyfriend. She said he'd gotten fired earlier that day and was, quote unquote, devastated. She was really worried about him and wanted to make sure that he was not going to do anything stupid. She then tried to start having sex with me again. I turned her down and left because I was so mad that she took a call from her ex. She's now mad at me because uh, she says that I overreacted. Do you think I had a right to be upset, George? Ooh. Hmm. That is a... I mean... (laughs) It's a tough one. Yeah, like... What's your first instinct? I if I was him, I'd be pissed. Likewise. Yeah. Like I'd be so, pissed that she even took the call. I'd be pissed if she took a call from her dad. Right. Like I can fathom maybe something's going on in the family and like Right. If it's like mom or dad calling. And you know something's going on. If everything seems funky dory in the, the home front and mom or dad are calling and you answer the phone, I'm if my wife answers a call from her mom. While we're in the throes of passion, I will be furious. Like, I wouldn't yell at her, but I'd be like, well, come on, babe. Really? Yeah, and I get going through a tough time. I I don't know. I just, man, I'm trying, you know, I'm thinking of the one ex that I still kind of talk to. Mm -hmm. But even with her, like, I, I can't imagine her answering the phone with her current boyfriend if I called, much less being like, well, he, Ted's having trouble. Could you even imagine looking at your phone while you're in the middle of sex? Yeah, I mean, man, I, I hate saying this because I because I think he's already pissed. But man, like, yeah, I, I would I would have been mad too. And now she's mad. Like, sorry, this isn't like he's the jealous boyfriend because it's like, oh, I talked to my ex today. He's going through a tough time. Like, all right, I could fathom that. Mm-hmm. But mid sex, you stopped and said, I have to take this. It's my ex boyfriend. Like, right? I don't blame him. I never could have like started back up. No, it's Mister Softy time. Yeah, yeah. Enjoy this soft serve. I'm out. Ouch. I mean, I don't know if it's a deal breaker in a relationship, but I think he has every right to be upset about it. And maybe I have a conversation like, look, I get you're still friends with your ex and you're concerned about him. And that's fine. That's very admirable. But don't you ever answer the phone when he's calling again? That's there's voicemail for a reason. Yeah. Like, I think, I mean, right. Like, look, let's be honest. It's sex, right? You're two human beings. So at the end of the day, we're talking a max of probably what, 15 minutes. On a good day, yeah. Right? You know, I'm like, I'm sure he could have accepted a phone call back 10 minutes later. Right. Right. <laughs> like, what's going to happen in that 15 minutes? Yeah, stopping mid. Just Yeah, that. So I think we both agree, George. Yeah, and I, I hate to be the jealous person, but like, sorry, man, that would make me a little jealous and wonder how, how they still are. And now, I, George, now I want to know more. Did she break it off? Did he break it off? <laughs> yeah, George, let us know. Let us know what happened. <laughs> yeah. Good luck, George. I can't believe that. She's like, I have to take this call. Like, I just, when you said that, like you were reading it, I don't know, like you said, oh, I have to take this phone call. And I was like, probably one of the parents. And then you're like from the ex. And I just, my mouth just kind of opened like, huh? Like, are you effing kidding me? Oy. All right. You know what? I'm looking at the time. I know you got. 
Yeah, I got a bunch of stuff. We'll gotta... save this one for a future mega cast. All right. With Sheila, uh, I hope that you can wait. I got to cut some five-hour energy spots, Steve. <laughs> Feel the energy. Are you bringing some of them for the classic? Should I? They sent me cases of it. You know, I'm sure some of the boys will use it. All right, I'll know, br- I'll br- we got we got to play those early games. All right, yeah, I'll bring I'll bring a, I'll bring a bunch of them. Uh, Just and that'd be great videos. Yeah, well. It's over after this week. All right, well. But just I just want to remind everybody, it's simple, man. Drink it in seconds. Feel it in minutes. And it'll last for hours. Five-hour energy. Yeah, man. Get some. Life All could right. have been different if you had signed up at the 5 hourenergybrackets.com. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get out of here. Let's get filthy one more time, Ted. And uh, Spokane. See you soon. We're coming for you. Yeah. Shout out to Lion Pride Music and their party buses. Hit them up on Facebook if you ever need a party bus. Seriously, they are the best. Shout out to Rich for driving. Love Rich. Yeah, man. Shout out to the donkeys. Oh, yeah. We're coming for you. The real donkeys. That's right. You know who you are. The ones that don't back out last minute. All right, I got to get some of that watermelon frost. Yeah, man. Let's get 10. You can follow us on Twitter at the Megacast. Oh yeah. Find us on Snapchat this weekend, maybe. Maybe. At I'm Steve Miggs. Maybe I'll send out on Instagram. And that's uh, D. Ted Smith on Instagram. Yeah. Or Twitter. Both. All of them. Two E's. You know what's up. <laughs> All right. Mega love to the mega family. Peace. Girl, come on, girl, come on. Girl, come on. Let's get filthy. Girl, come on, girl, come on. Girl, come on. Let's get filthy. Girl, come on, girl, come on. Girl, come on. Let's get filthy. Girl, come on, girl, come on